Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the special series that we're doing in light of Corona. So we can uh, encourage you, we can build your faith, uh, we can get you ready so you're not afraid, you're not falling for the trap that uh, really is set by Satan at this time. You know, um, I want to encourage you. I think before we get into any of the teaching about healing, about faith, pertaining to healing, about the coronavirus, all these things, I want to give you the opportunity to do something very important. You know, in a time such as this, there's a lot of people that are fearing for their lives, they're fearing for their family, for their children, for, for their friends, you know, for life as it is in general. So, you know, this is really uh, one of the best times to evangelize. And that's why, firstly, before I speak to people that that have never received Jesus yet, I want to speak to the Christians. You know, if you as a Christian, you know, you need to be the light. You need to give people hope. You need to build your own faith so that you don't react to people that don't have faith and that don't have, have hope. You see, firstly, you know, the very first point in all this is if you are born again and you live a life that is pleasing to God, you know that when you die, you go to heaven. So you, you don't fear death. You know, that's why the Bible says, you know, that, that we should not fear, love our lives even unto death. Yes, our life, it's, it's nice to live, it's nice to be alive, but really heaven and spending eternity with God is much better. So the first thing that you want to do really is, uh, excuse me, that was just our washing machine here in our kitchen. Welcome to our kitchen, by the way. So anyway, back to the point. Um, you know, if, if you were to die today, and you know that you are born again, and you know that your, 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 your life is right with God. You have nothing to be afraid about. Because if you die, you go to heaven. You know, they, they, I, used to, <laughs> I used to, you know, I used to just pray, Lord, I'm ready to go to heaven. I know that I have a task here, and I'm willing to stay for that. But, you know, like I would prefer to be in heaven. I would prefer to be in Jesus. Honestly, the only reason that I am willing to stay alive on earth is because I realized that there's still a call and a purpose on my life. But being with Jesus is much greater, you know, just in the presence of the Lord. I mean, there's fullness of joy. Just think, think about, you know, how it feels when you really press into worship and worship God, how you start to feel. You know, I know I'm, I'll, there's a lot of religious people that are against, you know, having any sort of emotional experience at church. And even though the move of God isn't emotional in its nature, it does do something in your emotions. You know, you don't feel depressed in the presence of God. If you do, then, you know, there's something is wrong. Then you're not in the presence of God because the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. There's pleasures forevermore. You know, there, there's good things in the presence of the Lord. So firstly, you know, don't fear death as a Christian, you know, if, if, if Corona, if you did not understand, if there was no healing available in the gospel and everybody got Corona today, happy day because we are going to heaven soon. I mean, that's something we can rejoice about really from the get go of this thing. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of laying my life down because if I do, that means I'm going to spend the rest of my life or the rest of eternity with God. So it's not, it's not something you can intimidate me with. It's not something that you can take my peace away with. You know, if 
You know, even persecution, if persecution were to arise that if they say, you know, if, if you preach today, you'll be killed. Well, thank you. That's a nice goodbye on this earth. You know, get one last opportunity to preach, tell people about Jesus, lead them to salvation and then go to be with Jesus. That sounds like a pretty good day for me. You know, so, so really don't be worried about death. Right. So now I want to quickly because, you know, I want to. I don't want these videos to be too long. You know, this is kind of the introduction. And then afterwards, we'll go into the teaching series of, about healing, you know, just to build your faith on that. But I, after I spoke now to the Christians, you know, you, like I said, you should be the light of the world. Don't be afraid, you know. Don't be afraid. We'll get to the healing part now. But even with that, there's healing. So you don't have to be fearful. You are to be different. You are to show people that there is hope, that there is life, that there is change, that there is something willing to live for or, or, or worth living for, and that is Jesus. So don't, don't, don't be the same. Don't have the same reaction. Don't, you know, like all these people, some of these people just, just plain downright make me upset. You know, it's, it's, you can, in times like these, you can see which people believe the Bible and which people just call themselves Christians. You know, and, and, and really, you know, people like that, uh, unspiritual people, I don't like associating with them, you know, because it's like they, you know, you get, you get so many people, they put doctors, they put government, they put this and that and everything above the word of God. Yes, we love, we respect uh, government. We're thankful for doctors because it, if it wasn't for doctors, a lot of people that don't have faith in that, you know, uh, understand this. God doesn't want people to be sick and to die. You know, otherwise every doctor would be someone that is against the will of God. But it's not the truth. God loves people. God wants people to be healed, people to be healthy. And doctors do the best they can, but doctors are not the answer. And doctors does not have the solution. You know, I, I hear all these things of people, yeah, not a lot of people, you know, honestly, like, like 2% of people, like, they comment on my posts. And they say, you know, good luck with that or something like that. Now, I mean, I've, I've seen the last stages of TB healed. I've laid my hands on people that are about to die in a week. I've laid my, oh, I prayed for people over social media that were hospitalized because of TB and they made a miraculous recovery. I've seen AIDS healed. I've seen cancer healed. I've seen all these things. Now, do you think after all that, I will be afraid of a, uh, a, a, a flu that went to gym for a couple of weeks. No, like Corona is nothing. Corona is nothing. God is almighty and he heals all diseases. I've seen bones grow. I've seen blind eyes open and deaf ears open. And all these things, I've seen it with my very own eyes. I've seen the Lord use me in those things. Then how can I be afraid of something small like that? It's not a big deal for God. If you don't have faith, it's a big deal. But again, then we have this assurance that if you're going to die today, you will go to heaven. Now, if you don't have that assurance, I want to give you that time. You know, the Bible says that in order for us to be saved, we need to repent. That's the first step. Repentance. You know, I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, that when... When you get born again, you know, you're going to have a struggle and you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to have your struggles with sin and this. That's not the truth. Repentance means in its heart, 
you, you change the way you think and you take another's mind on. Now the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, a man or a woman. That's just, you know, a, a, a word to describe or whatever. So as someone sees themselves in their heart, so are they. So if you see yourself as a sinner and you're always going to struggle, guess what? That's the life you will lead. But if you see yourself as someone that is sanctified and washed and cleansed and made new and made whole by the blood of Jesus, that is how you will live. So God has a life of fullness for you, a life of forgiveness, a holy life. That is what God has prepared for you. And if you are willing to repent and turn away from your sins and turn to God, that is what you will see in your life. And that is another meaning of the word repentance. You see, many people think you can follow God and follow sin at the same time. You cannot be a Christian sold out for God and be drinking, be committing adultery, be committing immorality, you know, be a thief, be a liar. These things do not walk alongside Christianity. They are not in the same lane. They are going in two different directions. Sin always leads to hell. Whether you profess to be a Christian or not, whether you believe in Jesus or not, if you sin, it will lead you to hell always. Always, always, always. You see a lot of people get stuck because they say, you know, no, once you are born again, you go to heaven. That, uh, you know, most of the letters talking about sin was written to Christians. Galatians was written to the Galatian church. And there Paul tells them, if you do in, in Galatians 5, if you do any of these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That means that you will not go to heaven. And that's written to Christians. That's not written to unbelievers. So please, there's power to live a holy life. That is what God has for you, right? So now if you are there watching this place and, and maybe you're afraid for your life, maybe you're unsure about your eternity, unsure, you know, if, you, if anything happens to you today or tomorrow, where will you end up? I want to give you the opportunity to respond to the gospel so that you will repent and be born again. The Bible says as well that when we believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with our mouth that He is Lord, we shall be saved. Because with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth one confesses unto salvation. Hallelujah. We will expand on that scripture a bit more later. But those are the requirements. You need to, be, you need to repent. Baptism is an important thing. If you have not been water baptized, get yourself water baptized. Right? That's a step of obedience and it will do a great thing in your life. You will feel a physical and a tangible change in your mentality after you get baptized. Because now it's serious. You made a public profession and now you need to stick to this profession. You can't go and be baptized and then the next day you go sit in the pub and drink. They, those two things don't work together. You need to repent. You need to come to the Lord. You know, I, I, I heard the statement that says, come to the Lord as you are. In essence, it's true. You don't have to change anything before you come to God. But in coming to God, it's a step in saying, I'm leaving this and I'm going to God. You see, repentance is not a process. It's a decision. It's a step. It's a decision that you make that now I'm leaving the sin and I'm going to God. It's not, okay, now I'm going to fix, I'm going to start to try and uh, start to try not lying and start to try not stealing, start to try not doing this and start to try not doing that. That's not that. That's not Christianity. 
Christianity is I make a decision to leave my old life behind and to follow Jesus and to follow him in whatever way. And in that moment when you repent, you receive power from God to live a holy life. You see, that's the power of God. You cannot live holy by your own strength. Now, if you want to make that decision today to leave your old life behind and to follow Jesus, to live for Jesus, then I want you to respond right now. I want you to pray this prayer with me as you seek the Lord and know that today you make a choice. You draw a line and you step over that line and you say no more with this old life. I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. That is what it comes down to. If that is you, I want you to comment right now in the comments. If you're listening, I'm going to make this video available on podcasts and various other things. Please get in touch with us. Comment, send a message, whatever you can. Get in touch with us so we can reach you. We can pray with you. you can, we can make sure that you grow in the things of God. And also, if that is you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes and raise your hands as a, as a sign of openness to God. And open your heart towards God. As you pray this prayer, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, today I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for me. I thank you that on the third day, you rose him or raised him from the dead. I believe in my heart that Jesus is alive. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Savior and Lord. I thank you, Lord, that as I repent of my sin today, you give me new life. You give me new power. You give me what I need to live a holy life and to be pleasing to you. Give me a revelation of your healing And fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So please, if you prayed that prayer uh, or you responded, please get in touch with us. It is important, right? It's not, Christianity is not just a prayer. It's not just a prayer. And now you can go on living life like normal and everything will be okay. Faith without action is dead. From this prayer, there's things in your life that need to change. Join a church, a local church. Don't listen to the lie of the devil that you are the church. You don't need to go to the church. That's not the Bible. That's not scriptural. The Bible says that in these last days, we are to gather together more often. Submit your life to a pastor. Not everybody is called to be uh, 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 in the fivefold ministry. To be a pastor, you need a pastor. Me, as a preacher, as a man of God, I have a pastor. Someone I submit my life to. Someone I am obedient to. You need that. You need that. You need a pastor in your life. Right. So please get in touch with us. Let us help you. Let us walk with you. Let us send you some resources. Free of charge. Don't worry, we're not going to steal your money. Um... Uh, and either way, you know, if you if you give in any way to this ministry, you will be blessed. That's a principle in the Bible. Once again, you know, if you obey the Bible, you will see the results of the Bible. Hallelujah. Now, I want us uh, to quickly go into the intro of Awaken Revival. And then, you know, after that, we will start with the teaching of uh, faith, of healing, 
of all these things to build you, to encourage you, to get you ready, you know, so that you not only you will see in your own life the healing power of God, but that you will see the healing power of God manifested through you to heal others. You see, in the same way that you can see God heal you, you can see God heal others. God bless you. Let's get ready. Welcome once again to this video as we start with teaching on healing. I want to start off in this video. You know, we're going we're gonna to get as far as possible. And um, I want to get these videos out to you quickly. So, you know, as, as time permits, maybe I'll post one a day or whatever, depending on how far we get and how much I could teach you in this amount of time I have with you. Again, I want to make these videos available, you know, not only on video, also on audio. I'm going to put them on a podcast to make them as easy to listen to for your sake. So you can listen to them in your free time. You don't have to watch a screen or keep Facebook open the whole time. For those of you that have YouTube Premium, you know, then you can lock your phone. You can just close it and listen to it. Listen to it on your laptop, on your phone, on your whatever you want, you know, so that you can just really get the word of God into you and grow in faith. Hallelujah. This is for you. You know, I, I have seen the healing power of the Lord in my own life, in simple things and big things and all kinds of things. Let me share a testimony with you before, before I start. Right? This is a simple example, but it's true and it's powerful. Right? Years ago, mosquitoes used to love me. Everywhere I went, mosquitoes would bite me out of everybody you know some people might not even get bitten you know some might have a bite or two but I would always have a lot of bites on me and one day you know I was meditating upon the scripture that says if you say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and doubt not in your heart you will have whatsoever you say I was away preaching and there was a lot of mosquitoes you know, I was thinking about this. I was, I was praying, you know, I said, Lord, I'm here to preach. And all these mosquitoes are biting me. They're on me. I don't know of anything, you know. In fact, I actually don't like those little poison things you put on because it always, it just, it's, it, it gives me a headache, really. It's, it's like a poison you inhale the whole time. I don't like it. It doesn't smell nice. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't taste nice when you inhale it the whole night. I just don't like it. Anyway, I was in this place. There was a lot of mosquitoes that were biting me and I was just praying. You know, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm you know, I'm here preaching and, and, and this and that. And, you know, at that moment, I just had this, this thing rise up in me, you know? And I said, never again will any mosquito bite me. And if they do, they will die, you know? 
I declare that there's the fire of God is in my blood and anything that tries to consume my blood will not make it. Needless to say, a short amount of time after, the mosquitoes completely stopped biting. Actually, it's not needless to say. This is, this is like the, <laughs> the climax of this testimony. So really, mosquitoes stopped biting me. You know, people, people laughed at me. People didn't believe me. You know, we would go somewhere. Even my one, one friend, for, for his sake, I won't mention his name right now, but he's probably watching and he knows what I'm talking about. You know, even him, he used to make fun of me when I said, mosquitoes just don't bite me. You know, and he would, we would travel a lot together, you know, go in some places and preach the gospel and um, mosquitoes would bite him, bite him. And I told him, you know, why don't you just do this? I did it. They stopped biting me. And uh, yeah, he, he, he didn't agree with me completely at that moment. And uh, recently actually testified to me, you know, that, yeah, mosquitoes stopped biting him. So the point that I'm trying to make with this whole testimony is it doesn't matter how insignificant or how small faith works. Now, if right from the get-go, get this into your heart, get it into your mind, meditate upon it. Faith is not a passive principle. Faith is a violent force. Faith is not a passive principle. Faith is a violent force. Now I want to just at the, the start of this as well mention that these notes that I have, I will make them available for you. You can download them free of charge. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not charging you. I want you to be full of faith. I want you to be healed. I want you to be healthy. And I want you to, as a Christian, be the light and go and heal those who are sick. Right? Let's get into it. My first thought right now is faith, which is the, 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 the foundation for all of it. If your faith is strong and your faith is in the Word of God, you can live as an overcomer. I'm going to read uh, the same passages of Scripture in two different places in the Bible. The first one is Mark 4, 35 to 41. Again, I won't be putting the scriptures on at this time for sake of editing time. I want to get these videos out to you as soon as possible. Right, it said from Mark 4, 35 to 41. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was so, such a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can, they be, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? The next passage, the same passage in a different place of scripture Luke 8 verse 22 to 25 and it says now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and said to them let us cross over to the other side of the lake he said to them let us cross over to the other side of the lake and they launched out but as they sailed he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy and they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he, uh, he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, 
Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Right, this is such a powerful, powerful, you know, explanation of faith, of fear, of unbelief. You know, I want to start off with saying, if your fear is in God, whom you're supposed to fear, nothing else will fill you with fear. You see, God is so great. And if you have the fear of God, it consumes your life. You cannot fear anything else if you fear God, because there's nothing that even compares to the might and the glory and the majesty of God. No sickness, no demon, no attack, no terrorist, no bomb, no nothing. If you are filled with the fear of God, you cannot fear anything else. Right, let's start off. Faith starts with always what God has said. In both passages, we see that He said to them, let us cross over to the other side, right? They awake him, they, they complain, you know, don't you care that we are perishing? Don't you care that we are dying? And Jesus gets up and he rebukes the wind and he says, peace be still. Now, I want you to note that a lot of times people are praying for things that God already gave to them. You have authority, you need to exercise that authority and you need to do something about it. Jesus didn't now go, now remember this, Jesus, in as much as he is God, when he lived on this earth, he didn't live as God. He lived as a man, free from sin, born again, filled with the Spirit of God. He submitted to his parents. He didn't do any funny business. Everything he did, he did by the power of God, by the authority of God, and by the Holy Spirit. And these three things God gave to us. You see in Acts, it said, wait until you are endued from, with power from on high until you receive the Holy Spirit. You see, and also God, Jesus said, I sent you, in the same way I was sent, and give you all authority, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Hallelujah. And then also we are filled with the Spirit, as just mentioned. So we have the power of God, we have the Spirit of God, we have the authority of God. So some things there's no need to pray. You know, you're going to waste your time to pray because God has already given you it, like healing. Don't pray for God to heal you. He has already healed you. We'll get into that. Right, so Jesus rebukes them. Why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? You know, and, and many times it's easy to look at the scripture and, you know, think, you know, Jesus was a bit harsh with them. But there's one thing we missed if we think Jesus was hard, because he said to them in the beginning, let us cross over to the other side. And you see, the word of God never fails. The words that are filled with faith never fails. If you believe and doubt not, you shall have whatsoever you say. I want to be clear that, you know, this is not some, that's not just some positive thinking and, you know, speaking positively. That's not what the Bible says. You know, after that, Jesus says, have faith in God. It's not at the end of the day, your words that produce. It's the faith in God and the faith in the words of God that why your words produce. So it's not just, you know, everybody, let's speak positive. We're going to see positive things. That's not how it works. It's your faith in God, right? And Jesus asked them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You see, because Jesus gave them everything that they needed to have faith. He gave them his word, right? Jesus is the word. So now it continues. And they said, they feared exceedingly and said to one another, 
Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now imagine this. A moment ago, they were afraid of the wind and the sea. You know, they were afraid. The Bible just said, you know, they were afraid. Um, uh, Jesus said, why are you so fearful? And uh, they were afraid. They asked him, you know, do you not care that we are perishing? So they were afraid. But now they are encountering an even greater fear, the fear of God. They feared exceedingly. Right? So if you believe the words of people, how much more God? Right? I, I use this example many times. I tell people, you know, I told you yesterday on a Facebook post that I will produce a video and get it out to you as soon as possible. I will start today, you know, which is, which is Monday, and I will get it out to you as soon as possible. You believe me. Now, if my words, as a mere man, you can believe, how much more God? If you can believe my words that this video will come, if I tell you I will come visit you, I will text you, I will do whatever, you will believe me, right? Now, if God's word is so much greater than my word, then how can you believe my word and have struggles to believe the word of God, right? If God said it, do not doubt and fear. Believing his word will protect you right i have two scriptures quickly for you numbers 23 verse 19 again i want to remind you that i will make these these notes available to you in the comments uh, in the in the descriptions so please download them read them study them fill your heart with faith god is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man that's numbers 23 verse 19 by the way nor a son of man that he should repent has he said it and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Now 1 Kings 8.56 says, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel. According to all that he has promised, there has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. Right? So God always promises his word through his servants. This to me or through me, you know, is a, is a promise in the scripture and it's a promise to you that you will not die. You will live. You will see the power of God to protect you and the, you, will, you won't even need healing. I declare that over you. Believe in the words because the promises of God shall not fail. And more than that, you will see the power of God to heal others through you. You know, I love the testimony of John G. Lake where, actually, let me not run ahead of myself. I put that in my notes, I'm sure. I did. Right. So God cannot lie. Again, faith is not a passive principle. It is an active force. Faith is real power to change real situations. It's real power. Faith is not hope. Faith is not something we encourage ourselves with. Faith is real power to change real situations, to solve real problems, to heal real sicknesses. Faith is not a passive principle. It's a powerful active force. Hallelujah. Right? Faith is simply believing what God said. Right? Then I want to say, do not be double-minded. We see in James 1 verse 6 to 7 that, that those that are double-minded, you know, do not receive anything from God. Do not in one moment say, you know, God sent the sickness in the world, you know, to punish the world and this and that. And then the next moment you say, you know, God, God wants to heal you. You know, God is not the author of confusion. It's not, it's not both. You know, sickness finds its origin in the devil. Right? 
God protects nations that follows him. God protects people, you know, so, so, so don't now find in this double-mindedness, you know, that no, God sent it and the next moment you're praying for God to heal you. If you believe God sent it on your life, you will not have the faith for God to heal you. Hallelujah. Right. Faith has four steps. I see my time is running out. I might have to cut this video in two parts or... Unfortunately, you know, on my cameras, I have a recording limit of 20 minutes. We are working on, uh, you know, uh, upgrading some of our gear so that we can get past those 20 minutes. Um, so I might have to split this because I feel like I don't want to split this video into another part. I want to finish this video and uh, get it to you today in one package. Right. So there's five steps of faith. The first step of faith is hearing. Right, Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Right, so that's how faith comes. Already listening to this, speaking to you, I know that I have faith. And because I have faith, and I preach the word of God to you with faith and authority and the power of the Holy Spirit, I know that already some of you are feeling encouraged. Some of you have felt uh, or has felt faith rising up in you, and now you are no longer afraid. Right, so faith comes by hearing. In the same way, fear comes by hearing. There's a reason that I I am I I limit the amount of other inputs except the word of God into my life. Because if I am constantly looking at the media, constantly listening to reports of the media, this and that and that, I will be filled with fear. But because I listen to God, I am filled with faith, and I am not influenced by the media because my main focus in the is the word of God. Now the Bible says that. Uh, uh, that that good morals are corrupted by bad company. Bad company corrupts good morals. So if you're constantly in 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 uh, a conversation with bad morals, you're constantly watching. You know people that are negative, people that are full of fear, people are this, people are that. You know you're gonna find yourself in that same situation. Don't think you are stronger. Don't think you are smarter than the word of God. The word of God cannot be broken. If you find yourself constantly in bad company, it will corrupt you. There's no question about it. Don't be ignorant. Don't be hard-hearted. God is all-knowing. So don't think you're smarter than God, please, because you're not. Don't say you are strong, you won't be corrupted. It's a lie. It is a lie. If you find yourself in bad company, you will corrupt yourself. Right? The second step of faith is believing. Right? So you hear, you hear the will of God, it plants, and in the seed of the word of God is the faith it needs to produce. Right? The word of God in itself has everything it needs. Believing, it's the next step. Romans 10 with 10. 10 verse 10 says, and with or for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. That's the next step. You believe, you hear, you believe. And then the next step is you confess, right? What the, the mouth speaks from the abundance of your heart. If your heart is filled with fear, filled with the media reports, filled with this, that is what you will speak. You will speak like the media, you know, we're afraid. This is an epidemic. You know, we're all going to die, blah, blah, blah. 
But if you're full of faith, you will see that this is one of the greatest times to evangelize and to lead people to salvation, to show that our God is still the healer. Our God is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. You see, when you believe the word of God, it gives you power. It gives you authority. And then you come to confess. So what you believe is what you confess. The third step, fourth step of faith is acting. Right? You cannot say you believe and you don't act. Right? Not acting like you're faking it, acting like you're doing something according to your confession. James 2 verse 17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith always produces. Remember, faith is an active force. It's real power to change real situations. Then finally, we come to the point, faith is, uh, the five, fifth step of faith is receiving. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. The fifth step to faith is receiving. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So now, listen what I'm saying, right? This is, this is a mystery, but it's simple. I'm going to make it simple for you. When you pray, you receive. It might take some time to manifest in the natural, it might take some time for you to see the results. But when you pray, you receive it. That is when you receive it. There the Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You will have them. Believe that you receive them. When do you receive it? When you ask me, when you ask God, when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. At that moment, you have it. You have it. You thank God. You thank God for it. Right? So those are the five steps of faith. I want to, you know, I want to show you these five steps in action in the Bible. So we are going to go to one of my favorite stories. The woman of the, with the issue of blood. Right? It starts off Mark 5, 27 to 30. Excuse me. Let me take a sip of water. So Mark 5, 27 to 30. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? The story continues and the woman confesses. You know, it actually starts off with saying this woman tried everything and she grew worse and worse. You know, so there were physicians in her time. There were doctors. She tried all the doctors. She spent all she had. And instead of getting better, she grew worse. And the Bible continues, you know, after Jesus asks, who touched my clothes? The, the woman comes to Jesus. She confesses that it was her. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Right? There's, there's uh, some of the miracles in the Bible where, where people was healed or they received miracles by their own faith. You know, they, 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 they provoked, they worked a miracle in their own life. Right? There's many times where people did not have faith necessarily, but, you know, Jesus ministered to them, the apostles ministered to them, you know, other believers ministered to them. You know, that's why not everybody has their own faith. That's why 
we as the children of God should have faith, right? It's important for you to build your own faith um, because it's easier to have faith for someone else than for yourself. You know, so when it comes to yourself, you have something on the line, you know, and it's, 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 it's a temptation to trust on other things than on the Lord. You know, when it comes to finances, you know, it's easy to trust in the bank and to go to the bank. When it comes to sickness, it's easy to go to the doctor. When it comes to all these things, you know, there's always an easy alternative when, for yourself. But when you have no other choice, you know, that's when it becomes real. Now understand, you know, the easy alternative always has a cost, right? The Bible says, freely you have received, freely go give. Right. That's something that Jesus tells us. You know, I will never say, you know, come, if you give me a thousand rand, I will pray for you and then you will be healed. That's not that's not that's demonic. Really, that's that's prostituting the gift of God that that. Oh, that's that's just that's wicked. That's wicked. Really. You know, you, you don't. Miracles doesn't work by seed. Miracles doesn't work. You know, yes. Yes. When you when you give a seed. Uh, something happens, something changes, but that's not the only way to provoke, you know, to provoke a miracle. And I use that word on purpose because miracles doesn't happen by accident. Someone has to have faith for a miracle to happen, right? So, so miracles is something that happens by faith, right? And sometimes people don't have their own faith. That's why there's in the Bible, as I was last doing videos on the gifts of God, you are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, some of the gifts are faith, working of miracles, and the gifts of healings, the Bible says. Right now, the gift of healing is, is, is different to just having faith for healing, right? That's, that's the gift operates on a higher level than normal, understand? So everybody, the Bible says in Mark 16, let me see if it's in my notes. It is in my notes. Let me not... Anyway, let me, let me just go there now. The Bible says in Mark 16 that those who believe shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you see, that's something that everybody has the power. Because the power of life, the power of the Holy Spirit is within you. The light of God is within you. Darkness cannot overcome you. You see, as your hands, you know, your hands are tools of healing, tools of deliverance. And trust the Lord for it. You know, as you walk and as you shake someone's hand or put your hand on your shoulder, you know, trust the Lord that His power will throw, flow through you and heal that person, deliver that person, make something new in that person, right? That is a powerful principle. So healing you know, is there's the gifts of healing and then there's normal healing. I don't want to go much into the gifts of healing right now, um, other than, you know, it operates on a, on a higher level. You know, every Christian has the ability to lay someone, to lay your hands on someone and uh, to see someone healed. Where a gift of healing might operate in a much different way. You know, I sometimes as a, as a, you know, as I'm operating, as I'm preaching, you know, ministering to people, I will give them a prophetic instruction to do. Bend down, touch your toes. You know, they might have a deaf ear, but it's a prophetic instruction. And as they operate and obey the instruction, they get healed. What is that? 
That is the operation of the gifts of healing. It might not, you know, work in a, in a conventional way. You might get offended with some of the ways it operates. You know, that's uh, honestly in a nice way, that's your problem. You know, because people get healed, people get saved. You know, just because, um, you know, it doesn't happen in a conventional way, it doesn't mean that now it's not biblical or it's not God. You know, biblical is people are getting healed and, 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 and Jesus is being preached. And even, you know, healing is not necessarily, you know, I know many people, have this thing they say you know no it's not us i'm not the healer jesus is the healer in in concept that is true but jesus commanded christians go and heal the sick that's a command he doesn't say go and i will heal the sick no he said go and heal the sick never in the scripture are we commanded to to heal the sick in jesus name we are commanded to lay hands and they shall recover. Now there's different ways and and god is open to us doing other things as long as we have faith you know, so, so I'm not saying this is a hard and fast rule. You know, there's, there's, the Bible says, if any is sick among you, you know, call for the elders and they will anoint you with prayer. There's another scripture that says, you know, um, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other and you will be healed. So there's many different ways that you can be healed. You can be healed by just faith alone. There's different ways. That's not, that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is this. Believe in God and God commands you to heal the sick. You know, don't have this fake sense of humility. You know, in fact, on one of my posts, someone commented that, you know, no, I'd rather believe in God. You know, there's a difference between believe or trusting God and playing God. So now he says, you know, because I said that I will lay my hands on the sick and they will recover. He says that I'm playing God. No, I'm not playing God because without God, I am nothing. But God has given me the authority and the power to heal the sick. He's the healer, but he has given me the power and the authority. Let me use this example. If you work for a company and your boss gives you the account details and he says, pay the salaries. Who paid the salaries? Your boss paid the salaries, but who paid the salaries? You paid the salaries. You did the physical thing of loading. Okay, this person needs to get this much. This person needs to get this much. This person needs to get this much. And you press the button, pay now. You did that. You paid the salaries. But in principle, your boss paid the salaries because it was his money. Now, in the same way, God has given you the authority to pay the salaries. If you pay the salaries, you pay the salaries. It's his money, but you pay the salaries. It's his power, but you heal the sick. Go and heal the sick. Don't pray for God to do something he has instructed you to do. Now, imagine your boss gives you this, the book of salaries and he says, go and pay the salaries. And then you go and you say, and, and the, now people come and they say, okay, it's time, it's month end, can we please get our salaries? And then you go to your boss. Boss, you know, I just, I just thank you. I just thank you that you are good. And I just ask you right now that you will pay the salaries. You know, I, I just want to be humble. You know, this is not my company. I'm just working here. You know, I, I, I just want to glorify you. I don't want to take your glory. Please pay the salaries. Do you think your boss is going to be happy with you? Your boss will probably fire you and suggest you go to see a mental institution. No, because he has instructed you, pay the salaries. Don't pray for God to heal people. Command them to be healed. He has given you the authority. He has given you the power. Heal them. Lay your hands on the sick and heal them. Heal them. The power of God is inside you. 
heal them, heal them, heal them. Man, I feel as I'm speaking this, that people are receiving it. People are raising up and you will see, even some of you, I just see the fire of the Lord on your hands right now. And you, as you go out and lay your hands on the sick, you will see great things, things that you have not had faith before today. You will see blind eyes open. You will see deaf ears open. You will see the sick raised. You will see the sick healed. You will see the lepers cleansed. You will see the dead raised in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you receive that, clap your hands and praise God right now. In your place, wherever you are. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Father, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you for your glory and for your power in our lives, God. We thank you that you have given us all authority. We praise you. You are mighty. You are holy. Oh, Father, we thank you for your fire in our lives. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. In Jesus' name, the glory of the Lord comes into your house right now hallelujah i feel that there's specific something specific that god wants to do right now i see i see unbelief hindering certain things i see some people you know even upset uh, uh, be, uh you know uh, because of religious things i said some things to upset you you know god is about to deal with you god is about to break strongholds in your life i see someone's mother it's like uh, I see cancer and I see a heart. That makes me think that someone's mother has had cancer of the heart. Right now, as a sign that the power of God and the healing of God is true, and what I'm saying is the truth, God heals your mother. Cancer, leave in Jesus' name. Mother of this person, you will recover fully in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I see someone that was struggling with ears. Right now, God does something in your ears. Just go like this. Put your fingers in your ears. Go like, wiggle it and pull it out. As you pull it out, the power of God and the breath of God heals your ears in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I see someone with crippling headaches. It's like your headache comes from here and it pulls down and it just, it just, uh, it's weird. It's almost like it's Bell's palsy, but with headaches. You know, so Bell's palsy is a, is a thing where a side of your faith goes, goes numb, kind of. So I see because of these headaches, your faith, face has even been, you know, misfigured. I see God healing that, that headache and that demon spirit attacking your life, that spirit of infirmity leave now in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah you shall live you shall live you shall not die you shall see the glory of the Lord in your life hallelujah what does God say that's the next point right it doesn't matter what the doctors say what the government says no I'm not saying be rebellious you know I'm not saying be ignorant I'm uh, be practical be a practical person you know, if you see that people are, are starting to get hysterical and they're buying all the shops, you know, empty, go buy and, you know, there might be a chance that, that because of this hysteria, there might be some things in, in our society that closes down. Schools are closing down. They, they might come to a point where they close businesses down. That's a reality. Don't 
Be foolish now and say, oh, God's going to take me through. Yes, God is going to take you through. But there's some also practical steps that you can do. You know, you don't have to necessarily get yourself into a place where you have to believe, you know, for ravens to come feed you. Just go buy some provisions ahead of time. You know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let me not, not go deep in that. I find it quite funny, you know, that that all, all the places toilet paper is sold out, you know, and, and, and hand wash. Uh, you know, hand wash is kind of a thing that also is going quickly. And I'm surprised, you know, I thought people in general life washes, washes their hands. Like, people, I thought we are in the 21st century and we wash our hands. You know, is that not, not part of <laughs> normal life? <laughs> anyway, I want to give you some scriptures. What does God say? Okay, I think we're going to have to make this even longer. Because we're already on another 15 minutes. You know, time is flying. Right, Exodus, Exodus 23, 25, uh, verse 25 to 26. Uh, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless your bread and your water. And I will take away sickness from the midst of you. No one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Right, this is your first promise from the Lord. This is what the Lord's saying. And this is what I am promising you on the word of God as the servant of the Lord, and his words shall come to pass. I will take sickness from the midst of you, and I will fulfill your days, right? You don't have to fear the sickness. It will not come close to your house. It will not touch you. It will not overtake you, because the power of God, as soon as it touches anything, will kill that sickness. Exodus 15, 26. Uh, if you diligently heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Again, a promise from the Lord. If you obey him and you serve him, the sicknesses will not come upon you. Matthew 10 verse 8. Right, here's some, a point I want to make. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely give. Now look, leprosy is a terrible disease. It rots your flesh, uh, your, your, flesh. <laughs> your flesh away. It's very contagious. You know, in those days when someone had leprosy, they had to separate themselves. You know, they had to cover their mouth and their lips. And, and if someone came close, they had to shout unclean. It was, it was much like today. You know, it was quarantine. What did Jesus tell the people that was sick with leprosy in the day? That he tell them, don't touch them, wash your hands, wear a mask, don't come close to them. He said, cleanse the lepers, cleanse the lepers. I can guarantee you leprosy is much worse than the corona. So God is telling us to cleanse the lepers, not to abstain from them, not to put them in a camp of isolation. As the Christians, we are commanded by God to clear and to cleanse the lepers. Hallelujah. Mark 16, verse 14 to 18. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he had said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
They will recover. They will recover. They will recover. Hallelujah. This is the greatest opportunity to share the gospel. Do not be afraid. Be the light. Heal the sick. People need light. People need hope. People need faith. If we as the Christians back down, where will this world turn to? They need to look to us as we look to God and see that there is faith, there is strength, there is courage, there is healing in the Lord. There will be always be something. If we react like we have no hope, how can we bring change? Hallelujah. Do not be consumed with fear. Be bold and courageous. And the last statement as this video is ending already. In the day of Jesus, it was leprosy. In the day of John G. Lake, uh, it was the bubonic plague. Both were far worse than Corona. Corona is not a big deal for God. God is not nervous. Neither should you be. He is your healer. He is the healer of the nations. He will heal you and he will heal through you in Jesus name. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I will get the next one to you as soon as possible. We love you. We believe in you. Here in Awaken Revival. Hallelujah.